I'm Jared. And I'm Antasia. And welcome to A Cup of Tea. Everyone's intelligence has been shaped by distinct personal experiences. If you're curious to shed light on both humanity's collective and intimate truths, then have a seat with an open mind and full glass as we examine reality through the blurry lens of our own individual perspectives. Have an ice cold sip while we talk about growth. Oh, tell me. Why the sadness? Why the sadness? And just like that, a family of three becomes a family of four. Welcome back, Steeps, to another episode of A Cup of Tea. Today's iced tea is brought to you cold with me as well as my beautiful, lovely wife, Antasia. Hello, Steeps. Good morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening. So growth is the topic of today and growth in the context of our family, in fact. So this is a bit of a follow up to an episode we did at the beginning of last year. It was called Uprooting. And in that episode, we talked about kind of our transition, our new home, our neighborhood, having a daughter who at that time had just turned one, planning for the future, kind of getting settled into our new space, our new environment, right? And on today's iced tea, I wanted to kind of talk about the growth of our family since then and kind of the steps that we've taken and kind of like how things are building towards the future, especially, I mean, I think now is a really perfect time because we just had another that we brought into the family, our son Jonah. We did. We have since welcomed a our second and last child, a little baby boy, <laughs> Jonah. And so now I think is a very appropriate time to talk about our growth as a family and where we plan to expand in other areas and just right. kind of where our journey has brought us thus far since the beginning of last year. Right. And let me ask you this, like, what is, what does growth mean to you? To me, I would say growth means it's very personalized. Growth means just kind of a comprehensive view from where you were to where you want to go in any aspect that you want to put that in. So physical growth, emotional growth, spiritual growth, just kind of point A to point B. If it's somewhere that you've wanted to go, great. If not, then where's the room for opportunity? Um, so that's what I see growth as being. So you're kind of saying it's, it's kind of like the connection point between past, future, past, present, mm-hmm. present, future. Exactly. It's comparing two different points in time and seeing the change. That's how I see it. In a positive mm-hmm. context. Which I, I can agree with. I mean, I, I also think of growth as like planting your roots, literally. Mm-hmm. I, I think of it like a literal plant and just starting from the ground up. Or even think about building a house physically. Like I always talk about laying your foundation and then you start to build on top of said foundation. Mm-hmm. And then you just kind of keep adding layers, right? Just as a plant continues to grow and add tissue and continue to photosynthesize and things like that. So that's kind of like what our family's doing and what most families do when they're getting started out. Cause you know, your foundation could be your relationship mm-hmm. and then you kind of build on top of that with things like marriage and commitment and getting a place, moving in together, 
having kids, having pets, like all these things kind of feed into what your growth looks like. And it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm, exactly. So, and, and for us, I mean, we're, we're kind of at that point now where we have two kids, we've had a girl and now we have a boy. And this is exactly what we wanted. I mean, obviously, I think we would have been fine with whatever combination we got, but this is practically our ideal situation. Yeah, if, you know, went back when we talked about even just first the idea of a family and what we were interested in and just kind of what our dream family would be, it was always a boy and a girl, regardless of whatever order that was. But obviously, you know, there's other combinations that can happen, so we weren't going to stomp our feet about it. But just if you ask, most people can picture, you know, quote unquote, their dream family scenario. And that's what we were very fortunate to get it in that order. And so that's what we have now. So we have our daughter and we have a son now. Yeah, absolutely. And it's been, it's been awesome so far. I mean, he's only been here for a little over a week and I think I'm, I'm just so happy to, to have him join us. Yeah, it's been quite the journey. And of course, ask any person who's given birth between finding out you're pregnant and once the baby comes <laughs> and you're like, wow, that was fast. But in the moment, every day is like, oh my God, when is this going to be over? Yeah. And looking back to October of 2021, when we found out about him to now July of this year. It's like, wow, I guess that did really fly by. Meanwhile, just, you know, two weeks ago, I was in agony. So <laughs> it's, it's interesting how that happens. It It is indeed interesting, but... I mean, it's it's just been crazy because I think we've we've talked about a few different aspects of this new dynamic before, and one of them is that it it just seems like all the things that you have to do to take care of a baby, you know, we did before with with our daughter Aubrey mm -hmm. two and a half years ago. It feels like everything kind of picked up where we left off with her with Jonah, mm -hmm. like it, it's muscle memory. It, it's the craziest thing. Like I literally, I had a lot more confidence going into this situation because I, I had done this before and I kind of know what I'm doing, but I, I, I mean, I kind of figured that was going to happen to some degree because of, of course, Aubrey was at least my novel experience. You know, we both had went through that raising a, a baby. And then fast forward two plus years and we have to do it again. But I was really impressed with just the amount of muscle memory that was retrieved mm -hmm. with Jonah. Like it just felt like everything came back to me so naturally as if it was like picking up right where we left off, you know, like holding him, feeding him, burping him. Like it wasn't like I had to like pick up on anything or like, there was no learning curve. There was mm -hmm. like nothing that I needed to like prepare myself for. I like, I did no prep whatsoever <laughs> going into this. And as soon as he came out, like I already, I just, I was even thinking about it. Like, am I going to be able to hold him again? But, like I did his sister. Cause I'm used to holding a bigger child now. Mm -hmm. Right. But it comes out and it's like, just everything just fell right back into place. Yeah. That's what I was trying to tell you before he came is that it's just going to, you'll pick it up as if it never stopped. It's like riding a bike. You, you just kind of don't forget how to care for a baby, how to hold them, and especially with all the tricks you learned along the way, because from between Aubrey was born and the last time we kind of held her as a baby, quote unquote, around, you know, six, seven months old, 
it kind of, yeah, freezes in time and then Jonah kind of fit right back into that mold. So, and you know, for me, it's just like, you know, clockwork. There was really no relearning curve for me outside of just being open to him as an individual being different than Aubrey. So he may, he yes. know, you know, he has different cues and just mm -hmm. things that he likes and dislikes, very, you know, very different than Aubrey. But in regards to just basic baby handling, you know, those things don't change. And the, you know, preparing for the lack of sleep if that's even a term <laughs> and just kind of, it, it's just it should be its own term right yeah preparing to get no sleep pretty much so yeah. just kind of the new adjustment into bringing a baby home with an already present toddler because when Aubrey came home it was just her so she had our complete undivided attention the home was hers to do as she pleases and you know we had to when she was resting we could rest and do whatever we wanted to do now with already a toddler existing and bringing home a baby, it's a little different. And that's also something, that's a learning curve oh, that yes. we're going through together is being a parent to both a toddler and a newborn and a toddler who's two and a half at that. So terrible twos are not a myth. Quite terrible. <laughs> at this point. Some people yeah. get terrific twos and you know, terrible threes. Right now we're in terrible twos. So maybe three will just be bliss, hopefully. Fingers um, crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed because, you know, but she, I mean, she has a lot of adjustments going on in her own life right now, currently, that just all kind of converged together at the time, coincidentally. Right. We brought home a new baby. So, yeah. That's also There's... been some growth for us, too, with her. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, the whole theme of this episode is growth. And I think that there's growth as a family, there's growth with us as parents, and there's growth with our daughter mm -hmm. and even our son. Yep. Because he is growing exponentially every day. Yes. So it's all great talking points. And I think that we can kind of start to chip away at it by going back to the day that he was born. Mm -hmm. Right. And just that moment that we transitioned, like we knew what we were getting into, as we said at the top of this podcast, and that we had planned for all this time to have a beautiful family of four way back when we first started dating. We talked about how we want to have two kids and ideally we want to have one of each because we wanted to see our genetics in a boy and a girl. Mm -hmm. Then we have our daughter. We, you know, we've been living together for some time. Then we get this house and then we, of course, we get a house that had a bedroom for each kid once we get to two kids. And then, you know, of course we had Aubrey's room. Then the other room was kind of just like a guest catch all room for years until we conceived. And then once we conceived, then it's like, Hey, now this is going to be his room. We were able to decorate it, put together a beautiful space NASA themed nursery, which is just wonderful. Mm -hmm. I think that's like one of my favorite things that we've been able to work on and provide for him because we never were able to do that for Aubrey. Like, yes, Aubrey has her themed room now, but she didn't get it until she was like a year old because we were shacked up at the apartment, one bedroom apartment, mind you. So we essentially, her room was our room. Yeah. And it, it was her room. <laughs> like, don't, yeah, don't kid yourselves, it was, <laughs> it was her room. You know, she's taking a nap in there, pretty much can't go in there, you have to like tiptoe, right? But now it's like, it's nice that they each have their own room. And then he came. And yeah. at that point, snap of the fingers, everything changed forever. Yeah, and we had prepared you know, pretty well for him. We kind of made sure we were on top of everything very early because didn't want to be rushed mm -hmm. and kind of doing things at the last minute, kind of like Aubrey's preparation because we had gotten married two weeks before Aubrey came. So that whole year 
pretty much of being pregnant was just preparation for the wedding and kind of having a baby got put on the back burner until after the wedding then it just that's kind of when chaos ensued so and also not having a really a dedicated space to put all of her things so for Jonah yeah we took things a very different approach we got his nursery done months ago like months ago second trimester um yeah, had everything when you had ready energy. to go yeah back when <laughs> I could actually move around just so you know just anticipating his arrival and with him being our last baby you know we just wanted to make it special and just make sure that it was all about him and so but even with all that preparation, here comes the day before and it's like, wow, are we are we done? Like we've gotten physically everything in order that we could possibly do. You know, there was nothing that he needed until, but then, you know, the morning comes and we're like, oh my gosh, we're scheduled to go in and have a baby. And you, you still can't prepare for that until I know pretty much he's out. And it's like, okay, wow, this is real now. Like he's here. It's pretty much day zero now all over again. And that was the crazy part for me is that we had, been there done that you know i think it's it's no secret that the pregnancy itself wasn't as exciting this time around besides the milestones of finding out that he was a boy doing a gender reveal with our family having the baby shower putting his nursery together getting all those things in order besides that like we had, like you said we had done it so early we were just like come on like just come out already like we, yeah. had, been, we had been waiting and waiting and dragging this out and it just felt like it was taking forever and then comes the penultimate night, mm-hmm. the night before, and we're like, holy cow, like, we're gonna have another kid tomorrow. Then the day of comes and it's like, we're gonna have a kid today. <laughs> we're gonna have another yeah. kid. And it, we're gonna be a family of four. And it's just, it, it really is true that there's just some things in life that I just don't know if you could ever 100% prepare for. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just one of those moments that you're always gonna be on edge, you're always gonna have adrenaline, and you're gonna be just so anxious to get there, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I remember like everything was like leading up to him coming out and it wasn't like a bad nervous, it was a good nervous, but mm-hmm. I was even like, I'm like, why am I so nervous? Like I've done this before. Yeah. Like just <laughs> the anticipation building with the triage and waiting in purgatory, which is the recovery room before I got to go back for your surgery, for your C-section and then just building up to like him actually coming out like i was like it, it like seconds felt like minutes minutes felt like hours yeah it was definitely coming from the person who was you know to be cut open um <laughs> i mean that's a good way to put it but you know i wasn't nervous i was just like hey, i've done this before i just wanted to get him out um i had no qualms or anxiety about the surgery really and so for me it just was like okay let's wrap this up get me open get me closed you know, bring on the pain, because just that's the attitude that I have, because it's, you know, I'm going to be in discomfort, it's going to hurt afterwards, but it's better to just think about it that way for me personally. But as long as he was out, that was my biggest, you know, priority, that he was out, he was crying, and he was healthy. And he was. He came right on out, he looked great, and that's kind of when it's like, boom, okay, we have we have two kids now, even though our other child wasn't present at the hospital, but it's like, we, now, we did it. We are a family of four. I know. Yeah, and your mom brought her by later, at least, to Mm -hmm. meet him for the first time. Both of our moms came by. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a reason I think that they call you the patient. Because you're (laughs) you're patiently waiting. Yeah, literally. For the surgery to get done and and everything. And patiently waiting to go home once you get to your room. But, I mean, yeah, that, that was crazy. Just that whole process. Watching it again. And then, again, I think we talked about it a little bit before... Like, 
just comparing and contrasting the kids' experiences mm -hmm. is really wild to me as well because like in some ways it was very similar. Like we kind of knew what was coming at the hospital, very similar steps. They were literally born at the same hospital. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, there were some notable differences. Like obviously they look a little bit different. They sound a little bit different. Like their behaviors are different. Mm -hmm. Like I think that we've noticed, especially since bringing Jonah home, like Aubrey was like easier to burp than he is. She was definitely overall like louder. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like she would like make like more noise she would cry more but like like he tends to be calmer but at the same time he's like higher pitch and he'll go to zero to 100 a lot faster mm -hmm. than his sister ever did like you have 30 seconds to get him milk <laughs> otherwise he just pops off right? yeah he's like i gave you a warning yeah he's and, very he's quick to Aubrey was very gradual um so she's like all right you know hey i don't have what i need but i'll give you a minute but like i don't have what i need yet Jonah, that's not a thing. He's like, no. okay. He's like, I, you heard me take one deep breath, so now you're you're late, and I'm gonna let you know. Oh yeah, he is on. He is on time. He's mm -hmm. like, look, me getting up and starting to root. That's your warning. You yeah. have thirty seconds. He's like, I need milk at ten thirty, not ten thirty one, not ten thirty four. Like, if there's any excuse, he's like, he's pretty much like, I didn't ask you. Pretty like, much. So. I didn't ask you, <laughs> but it's it's really funny. I mean, and then. I mean, even look at, like, how about the fact that Jonah's already given us a blowout in his first week, and Aubrey never had a blowout? No, not that I can recall. Um, but yeah, he started blowing out like three, four times. Like, he just, very different, boys. I figured that'd be a different experience, which I, that's what we wanted. We wanted a completely different experience for each child because they're two different people. Mm -hmm. And so far, we've, that's what we've gotten, which I love it. I like that they're different. I do too. Keep us on our toes means we're going to have a really fun parenting experience with him being so different than her. I mean, I think any parent should embrace diversity in that way, right? Like just having two beautiful, unique personalities to raise. I think that's so much fun because mm -hmm. Aubrey is definitely very outgoing, very adventurous, very loud in a good way. And she makes her presence known like that has always been something about Aubrey that I think is wonderful but she's also very sweet mm -hmm. Joan is very sweet in his own way too but I think you said at first that you thought that he would be a lot more docile mm -hmm. do you still see that in him I do that's that's what I felt when I was pregnant with him and that's kind of what I sense that he'll just kind of be very calm and docile I think Aubrey will kind of inadvertently just kind of overshadow him at some points more like when they're small kids but mm -hmm. I could see that. he still gives off a very calm demeanor. He's very serious, but just very sweet. He's also very sweet and snuggly. Um, and I can just feel that sensitivity. Yeah, he'll coming. be a sweet boy. Mm -hmm. Very yeah. sweet boy. I think he'll definitely be more like cuddles than his sister. Mm -hmm. But I guess the jury's out if he'll be as much of a goofball as his sister is because his sister is a complete goob. Yeah, well, that's interesting. Once, in a, you know, Another six or seven months, we'll be able to really see that come out. So we'll see if he's silly like that. Yeah. Six months to a year. We will see. We will see. Yeah, I mean, but it's beautiful. Like I said, just having two distinct personalities to raise, like I couldn't think of a more wonderful, amazing thing as a parent. And then 
of course, they're different physically. One's mm -hmm. female, one's male. And that's part of this novel experience, right? Like, he has a penis. <laughs> and it's like, you mm -hmm. have to learn how to clean him in a very different way and, mm -hmm. and put a diaper on differently. And Yeah, we're just... getting peed on twice. So yeah. that's been fun. Um, you gotta watch out for the dongle. Yeah. It's there. So that, but yeah, again, all just again different experiences, which is what we wanted. We wanted to see what it was like to raise a boy since we've raised a girl. But it's been great so far, and just kind of knowing that this is where our biological kid journey ends, and we both, you know, we got what we wanted. I couldn't be happier. Not that we wouldn't have been happy if the second one wasn't a girl, but just to get again what we what we initially dreamt of. Mm -hmm. We feel very um, fulfilled with our, our family dynamic. So yeah. we will not be adding any more Little Wests to the group. Definitely not. Not biologically. Definitely not biologically, that's for sure. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, with, with the kids now, I mean, it was something that, yes, I think we kind of had a plan if we had two girls, what that would look like. And we were totally prepared for that. But when we found out that he was going to be a boy, we were all so ecstatic because we're like, okay, great. We get to experience what it's like to have a little girl mm -hmm. and have a little boy and to raise them both and see them grow into amazing adults, right? Mm -hmm. So so that part of it's fun. And I, I think part of me would have felt a little bit bad if we didn't get a boy just because, like, you know, I got my daddy's girl already, mm -hmm. but I wanted you to have your mama's boy. Yeah, and you know, not necessarily, it wouldn't have been like gender disappointment. That's not what that would have been. Um, I would have been ecstatic to have two little girls. That would have been so fun. That would have been really fun for you. And fun for Aubrey to have a sister. Oh, definitely to have two princesses. Are you and kidding me? She kept asking for a sister throughout the pregnancy. So <laughs> that's very true. Sorry, Aubrey. But more or less, I just kind of would have been sad for what I wouldn't have gotten when it comes to just having a little boy because I've always seen myself as at being a parent to a boy at some point. Mm -hmm. And so for that to only have will have to have lived in my head as a memory would have been sad or more like wishful thinking, but I have him now. So I can do all those things that I wanted to do and just have those experiences. So I do feel very, very lucky and privileged versus families who have to go through like six girls to try to get a boy. Yeah, but I would have equally felt bad just given your, your own family's dynamic. Like literally the only boy in your family is your dad. Yeah, and our dog. Otherwise, <laughs> that's true. You got, otherwise, if you count the dog, it, it's all still, girl family. It, it, it slightly improves the ratio, but not by much. Not by much. So, no, we needed a little boy in the family big time. So, yep. Sorry, no offense, dealer. That's the dog. <laughs> a biological human child. Mm -hmm. Because you can go out and get as many boy dogs as you want, but that doesn't necessarily same. bring balance, right? Yeah. And, and all things should be balanced, right? At the end of the day, that's why there's a 50-50 shot of getting a boy or a girl. Exactly, guys. So just a small side note. Have, if you're going to have a gender reveal and publicize it, do not, <laughs> do not, mom, dad, whoever, I know get so visibly upset, especially in front of your other family and other children, because it wasn't the outcome you wanted. When yep. you had a 50-50 shot... So if you convinced yourself it was one thing, I'm sorry, but we, we got to stop. We got to stop having these public tantrums because you've got a gender you didn't want when it was a coin toss. So it's honestly garbage. It's just infuriating. And that's a whole different thing for another day. But let's let's stop doing that, please. Especially in front of like your daughters. If you have another daughter, because what does that say? Oh, I don't want another girl like 
Come on now. Kids pick yeah. up on that stuff. But that, that's where I'll end that tangent. But I'm, I mean, just being able to have kids is a beautiful thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because not everybody can. Exactly. So when you get something, realize that you are privileged to be able to have children. You know, that is privilege because there are people that want kids so bad, biological kids, and they're completely sterile. Mm-hmm. And you, you shouldn't look at that as like, oh, like, I don't want this thing because it's not the gender that I wanted. Like, you you can feel some kind of disappointment, sure, but like, don't outwardly publicize it and don't don't make it don't make it like you're not grateful for this child, right? Yeah. Because you chose to have a kid, mm-hmm. and if you choose to follow through with that pregnancy and everything, like, it shouldn't matter what the sex is. Like, you should be happy to have this child yes. in your life and taking a guess is fine you can guess we all can we all can guess oh i think oh, it's course. this i think it's this but being dead set on it being one or the other and then having a visible meltdown when it's not that's different yeah i mean i i think getting your hopes up as if you can guarantee one gender over the other is very silly mm-hmm. right it is it's like you went into this with 50 50 odds so let that just let's keep that in our minds I mean, at the end of the day, you know, girls can be into Tonka trucks, too, and, and boys can play with little kitchen sets. Like, exactly. I, I think that's also another unpopular opinion that needs to be shared. <laughs> Later episode. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, so I mean, and, and now we're here, right? So mm-hmm. now we, we went through the hospital experience again, a lovely stay for, what was I think, four days, mm-hmm. three nights, and me sleeping on the pullout and you sleeping in the hospital bed. Luckily, Jonah did better than his sister with actually sleeping in his little bassinet. Mm-hmm. So that was really good. And I mean, yeah, overall, it was a great experience. We had visitors, obviously some ups and downs with, you know, getting to discharge, but got to discharge. Both you and Jonah, perfectly healthy. Got some takeout here and there. I pretty much lived off of takeout. <laughs> For the hospital stay, at yeah, least. Yeah, they I weren't did. really feeding you. <laughs> no, I got one measly breakfast, which was literally <laughs> just some scrambled eggs that I had to, you know, put like salt and pepper on because they weren't flavored at all. And yeah. then a dry biscuit. <laughs> I mean, no one said hospital food is gourmet, at least not at our hospital. No, definitely not. And I was okay with that. I, I really was okay with that. But I was just glad that you both were okay. And it was, it was so good to relax. And I'm glad I got to be there with you too, because I, I wouldn't have wanted to like leave you. Oh yeah, definitely. It was a great, we had a great, great stay. Just like before, Aubrey's stay was great as well. Great set of doctors and nurses. I wouldn't have asked for a different experience. We even got one of the same nurses we had with Aubrey. Coincidentally, we did. And she recognized us too. And so again, that just goes to show how great of a staff at the hospital, because that was two and a half years ago, and she's mm-hmm. delivered a lot of babies since then. So just for her to remember us was super awesome. I know that is high quality care mm-hmm. right there. So, yeah, and then we got professional photos taken before we left the hospital as well. We all color coordinated and they turned out beautiful. So, I mean, we're pretty much at like what was the destination previously, right? Like we, mm-hmm. we had wanted to get to this point for a long time. And now that we're here, we can start to focus on the future and building on this next layer of our foundation. Because now all, all of our biological family members are here. Mm-hmm. And we'll just kind of see what the future holds. But I mean, 
looking ahead, I think now it's just the transition in adapting to our current circumstances. I mean, we're just, we're gonna have to adapt to having a baby and a toddler. Aubrey's gonna have to adapt to having a younger baby brother. I mean, that's probably the most difficult thing right now, isn't it? The most challenging? Yeah, that's been the most challenging thing is just a toddler and a new baby. A toddler who had been the only child for two and a half years and you know, this has been her domain this entire time. I also, like I said, I think we just are at this convergence point of coming to a head with terrible twos and bringing the baby home just kind of came mm -hmm. at the same exact time. So it's just kind of been a blow up because even before Jonah's arrival, you know, she's two. So developmentally, this is all normal, you know, tantrums and being stubborn, defiant, just kind of testing her boundaries, all yeah. very normal things. And that's just kind of been the theme of June was just, you know, like, okay, who's this new character <laughs> that our daughter is turning into? Player was, four has entered the chat. Yeah, so overall, <laughs> sweetest kid, but there's just some moments where that, you know, things get a little testy. Mm -hmm. And so now bringing the baby home, it's just kind of amplified. So now she's dealing with a new person in her home, someone she has to share her attention with, um, watching mom and dad hold somebody else that's not her. Um, and generally she's very independent. If we're in the room, she can pretty much just play by herself. And now it's kind of been a case of like, oh, can you hold me? Can you pick me up? Or mm -hmm. I want to be right up underneath you. And again, all things that we expected when, you know, bringing a new baby home. But again, and then, you know, she's going through some other life changes with teachers kind of switching around at school. And so she's mm -hmm. just kind of having a lot going on right now herself. And so she, we just have to, Give her some grace and just kind of let this mull over. And like I call it, we're just adapting to our new normal of just, you know, having two kids and just kind of living our normal life with two kids. And obviously people do it. We see people all the obviously. time with two kids at minimum, you know, shuffling around in life. So it's, you know. If not an entire farm, right? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> like, we have two. Um, so clearly people do it. And one day they'll be, you know, four and six and they can walk and talk and do all the things but right now you know just the small things like getting to the, a doctor's appointment on time with an, oh, a little baby <laughs> that we already had to try to deal with we forget mm -hmm. how long it takes to get a baby out the house because they're on their own schedule so when he's not ready to get up or he needs a diaper change or he needs to eat before we go and we got five minutes to get there looks um, like we're gonna be late <laughs> yeah so versus a toddler it's like all right i'll be let's go get shoes on she can put her shoes on we can get out the door in a couple minutes so unless she has a tantrum unless she has a tantrum <laughs> which has been the case for the past you know two weeks or so so that's so our new normal, but this will, like I said, this will pass mm -hmm. and, you know, she'll be, you know, in another month, she'll be used to Jonah being here. So it'll be like he has always been here and we'll kind of yeah. be in that new normal. But, you know, in regards to this being the destination, now we're just kind of in cruise control, like, and just kind of seeing where, where our life goes at this point with two kiddos and all the things that we're looking forward to doing with them and just being that little quintessential family of four. Definitely. And I mean, our new normal isn't nearly as traumatic as society's new normal that came from a global pandemic uh, Yeah, that happened to converge with Aubrey being only three months old, mm -hmm. which is lovely. You know, that gave a whole unique perspective to raising a baby. And now we get a whole different perspective now that everyone's essentially treating this time period as post-COVID, air quotes. Yes, if, if we air quotes. have opened the world back up, quote unquote. Yeah, and that's really it. But, I mean, the thing is, like, I mean, yeah, we are, like, that quintessential family of four now. And we just, we, we have a unique opportunity to grow into this. Mm -hmm. And 
I know it will be good. I know Aubrey is a very strong girl. Mm -hmm. She's very independent. She will get through this. She just needs our support. Yeah. And we're doing everything we can to support her. You know, of course, her and a baby at the same time can test our patients, but we're there. And we have been doing everything we can to help her make the right choices, the right decisions, because she doesn't always know what that is because mm -hmm. she wants to do what she wants to do. So you have to navigate that while still giving special attention to Jonah because he's a baby, but making it seem fair. It's all about the aesthetics. It's all mm -hmm. about the appearance. Like if things appear to be imbalanced to a toddler, then that might upset them more. So it's been, it's been a delicate balance of still making sure that they're both receiving equal attention and mm -hmm. the attention that they need because obviously Jonah's attention centers more around his vital needs, mm -hmm. like being fed, getting enough sleep, having his diaper change. With Aubrey, it's more the social needs. Like yes. she needs someone to play with. She needs someone to tell her that she's doing a great job today, that she's awesome. Someone to talk with her, converse about school or hoagie or <laughs> you know something that she's like watching on TV or something like that her toys, playing along, reading a book, mm -hmm. like all those things, it's very different. But I mean, with Jonah, it's like, it's great that we get to raise him, basically our first time raising a child together as a baby in basically not in lockdown, right? Yeah. So that part will be fun and interesting. We'll actually get to take him more places than we did his sister, which is awesome. But I mean, yeah, I would say this was one of our key destinations that we envisioned as a family and as a couple, but it's just another key milestone for us. It's just another stop along the way. If we view our journey together in this beautiful life as like a cross-country road trip, mm -hmm. this is just another major stop along that interstate that takes you from coast to coast, right? Yeah, like I said, we're just in cruise control now, and yeah, we get to stop at all the fun sites along the way. I know. And I mean, obviously experiences that we haven't had yet are like taking them places together, taking them on trips together, seeing them grow up together and start to actually interact and play with each other. That will be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I'm very much looking forward to that. I'm, I'm excited for that too. I think they'll be best friends. I, I know that any sibling dynamic, you kind of have the duality of loving each other and hating each other because <laughs> hate is the counterpart of love. It's a very strong emotion. But overall, they will love each other. They, I think they will embrace each other. I think they will be the best of friends. And I could just tell already, like, Aubrey loves her brother. Like, she talks about him. She wants him to be okay. She gets scared when he cries, probably because she doesn't like to see him in mm -hmm. distress. She's given him kisses, hugs. She's shown an interest in him. Mm -hmm. But obviously, at times, you know, she wants her own space, too, and in wants to receive that attention so it's it's all normal like you said all developmentally normal but it's not like she completely hates or resents her brother she just needs to adjust to him and it doesn't help like you said that there's other changes that are converging at the same time and not to mention we're still trying to potty train the girl also true yes. among <laughs> things and i mean it's, it's just a good thing that at least i get some time off of work to be home with us four and really get to build this together, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it definitely takes a village and then it definitely takes the teamwork of, you know, 
mom and dad or, you know, two parents or two caretakers. So for people who don't have that additional support, my heart goes out to you. I feel for you, especially once if you begin to add on, you know, more than one child. But just, yeah, having you home has been, yeah, just super helpful. And mainly you've kind of really taken the reins with Aubrey. That's been really appreciated as for, you know, Jonah, yeah, providing Jonah his vital needs, like you said, his food, his changes, just making sure that, mm-hmm. you know, things that he needs to actually survive and thrive. And yep. you're just kind of handling more of Aubrey's social needs. So yeah, the running around and playing because I am recovering from a C-section. So I can't necessarily get down on the ground and throw her in the air and do all that stuff <laughs> that she wants me wants us to do with her yeah um she's rambunctious yeah Seeps. she is and just kind of you know taking her out for just you know minor things getting her a cake pop from starbucks that makes her a whole entire day she loves those things mm-hmm. so it's just you know the small things and that attentiveness to her and just letting her know that you know you're still our number one and right now you know things are a little different but you're still here and so just making that just making her not feel isolated. That's what creates resentment. When you say, no, you can't do this, or no, we can't do that, mm-hmm. versus just giving them options of what they can do, and that's a lot better than what they can't do. Absolutely, and that's something I, I have to work on every day. I mean, I'm still learning how to parent a toddler. Like, again, Aubrey will always be our number one because she was our firstborn. Mm-hmm. Not number one in a hierarchy sense, though mm-hmm. they're both ones in that regard, but she will always be the first because Mm -hmm. she will be the first to go through all these milestones with us right i mean look at the duality of the situation like with jonah it feels like i'm riding a bike Mm -hmm. that i've already learned how to ride before and it's just kind of going through those motions and i can really focus on him as an individual because it's like i don't have to like worry about learning all this stuff on the fly like i've been there like Last night, I cleaned bottles, baby bottles, for the first time since almost two years ago with Aubrey, Mm -hmm. because she only had bottles for her first year. Mm -hmm. And it literally, again, it just felt like something that I had always been doing. And it's it's just crazy that it wasn't like this thing where, like, the first time I remember cleaning Aubrey's bottles, I was like, okay, like, I was going really slow, like, (laughs) didn't really know what I was doing, wasn't that confident, you know, had to really pick it up on the fly, but... Aubrey, she'll always have those novel experiences because we've never raised a toddler until now. We will have never raised a kid through elementary school until she gets there. We'll never have had a teenager or a high schooler until she gets there. So she will always be the first Mm -hmm. in terms of having these experiences. So she... She will always be the one teaching us. Yes. We, she is the one we are always learning from, learning lessons from for her baby brother. And, And again... Baby brother Jonah is in a great position because not only does he get the advantages of having all those lessons that we've learned as parents, but he gets lessons that he's learned from Aubrey just mm-hmm. being a kiddo, right? Like, oh, like, you know, here's some tips and tricks for when you go to school or some games you might like or some music or, or things like this, like how to, how to play, how to socialize. Like, these are all things that he will really get to reap those benefits of. So... You know, they're both our loves, but I think clearly they're just having a first and a last child. There's a very different dynamic for each as a parent and as the kid themselves. Right. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't have said it better. And I mean, looking ahead, I I think there is a lot of great opportunity for us as a family. Of course, we live in this amazing home that we've really built together and and really furnished and everything like that and it it, i i feel like it's 
more than enough space for just a family of four. Obviously, if we grew, I think we've talked about, you know, we're done with biological children's mm -hmm. seeps, but we've always kept our hearts open, not now, but down the line for either a foster kid or adopting a kid, just mm -hmm. if it felt right. So obviously that probably wouldn't work in this house. We'd have to like move on to bigger and better things at that point. But I, I don't think there's any need to really look that far down the road at this point. Like yeah. we're, we're happy in our home here. Mm -hmm. It's our heart. Our home is where the heart is. That's what they say. And it's, it's perfect for us right now. We, we couldn't be happier. I think the only thing that we could like add as a, a little piece would be a pet down the line, <laughs> like a dog or something. Mm -hmm. But you know, we'll, we'll just have to take that up with our landlord when the time comes, right? If if that if if that ever is a possibility. Yeah, it's TBD on, on that. So we'll <laughs> we'll come back to you when we actually have a dog. Yeah, that'll be another life update if we get a dog. Trust <laughs> me, it will be a whole other thing. But I think we both agree, regardless of if we got the green light now or not, like. We wouldn't add a puppy to the mix right now. We only want a puppy. Oh, gosh, like we don't. No. We we want to raise a little puppy. Like that's another. That's just another one of our milestones that we'd want. Now, obviously, it's not as like pivotal or it's not as crucial for us as like having two biological children. But that is something that we want to do at some point. So that would be awesome. But you know, of course, just not adding additional drama or complexity to our current situation. No, not right now. That I couldn't even imagine. I'm already up at night with one person peeing everywhere so i can't i can't do another animal doing that too i know yeah you gotta worry about two in diapers and you know puppy pads everywhere exactly so no thank that you. sounds like a nightmare we all might as well just start wearing diapers at that point yeah so we'll we'll come back to that you know but yeah i mean we're doing great we're do, we're doing awesome in this like little community of ours that we're growing our family up in and, and we get to watch that grow too i think coming with that is a lot of construction obviously which can be a little bit annoying and a bit of an inconvenience but it is exciting to see the growth potential of this area that we're in and all the resources that are coming our way and all the new amenities and things like that that you know now we kind of think okay well bummer now like it's just an empty lot of dirt but when our kids get older and can actually enjoy these things, there's going to be a lot more eats in the area, a lot more restaurants, like other resources for school and, you know, places to hang out, things mm -hmm. like that, which will all be a lot of fun as well for our beautiful little family. Yeah, I'm excited for what's to come in this area, mainly for them. There's a lot of cool things in the works um, that they'll get to enjoy and that'll, you know, go again in that memory bank of just watching them to get to just grow up and be kids. That's all we want is just provide the best childhood for them and just kind of just watch our family grow as cliche as that sounds. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. I'm so excited for this. Like I, again, like I said, having Jonah was a crucial milestone, a key milestone for us, not only just us as a couple, but us as a family. And I think we're so relieved to get through the pregnancy i know you are more relieved than anybody oh, gosh. and i do not blame you at all <laughs> but now that we're here we could focus on recovery mm -hmm. adapting transitioning and getting to the point where like things just feel completely normal like i think it, it won't get to that point until probably i go back to work and we kind of get what that flow and schedule is going to look like but i mean once we get there like we're, we're pretty much right back on that bike you know yeah 
wheeling along. Exactly. So, and then we'll just see what life has to throw us at that point, right? Yep. So whatever that may be, there's going to be some curveballs in there, but you know, mm-hmm. what's life without them? I mean, you got to have some curveballs to hit to enjoy the fastballs exactly. that you throw out of the park, right? Exactly. Again, what's life without them? So as long as we're all together mm-hmm. and, you know, we're all happy, healthy, and good spirits and we raise good people, I think we're good to go. Those are the most important things. And I mean... Like I said, if you're drilling them out of the park with all fastballs, you're not going to enjoy it, right? But mm-hmm. if you have to take some curveballs or swing and miss sometimes, like life's about ups and downs and, and appreciating the lows so you can truly like embrace the highs. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So excited for everything that has been, everything that there is, and everything that is to come for our family of four. And I second that. Thanks for listening to Growth. If this podcast is your cup of tea, then please subscribe for the latest freshly brewed ice cold content. As always, let your thirst for curiosity leave you feeling enlightened. <laughs>